Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Welcome back, Brewers fans. This is the Ike Brewers Podcast. It's been a little while, and we are really excited to join you guys for this brand new episode. My name is KJ Ikesett. I'll be your host, and I'm here today with a new guest. Her name is Cammie Dorn. Cammie, how's it going? Hey, doing good. Excited to talk some Brewers baseball. Yeah, yeah. So Cammie spends a ton of time at Miller Park. We're really excited to have her on the show. Um, You know, follows the trends, all that. And a little bit about what we're going to talk about today. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of an off-season, off-season overview. Talk about some of the new signings, player departures, and all that. NL Central landscape. Uh, we're going to touch on spring training. Some of the early surprises, position movements, that kind of thing. Mindsets. We're going to do our infamous good brewers, bad brewers segment. And you know, then we're going to hit uh, one bold prediction at the end. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so the Brewers made the playoffs last year under the format, the new format, uh, but it didn't really seem like it was that great a year. You know, the team wasn't really used, it wasn't really the Brewers team that we're used to uh, from the last couple seasons. Uh, I think maybe we got a little bit spoiled with the success, you know. The big uh, positive, I would say, is extending Christian Yelich long term. Um, but I think a lot of Brewers fans were, were just unsatisfied with last season. So the Brewers brought in some talent this year. Two names, Colton Wong and Jackie Bradley Jr. Colton Wong, he's been an absolute thorn in the side of Milwaukee for his entire career. It's honestly amazing to have him on our team and our clubhouse so we don't have to worry about going up against him. And then Jackie Bradley uh, Jr. just brings another tremendous glove to the outfield, uh, you know, pretty good bat and also just championship experience so cammy i'm gonna throw it to you right away uh what do you think of these new signings and do you have a favorite i out of those two especially i would go with wong just because specifically last year we struggled so much offensively um and already right off the bat wong has had i want to say his last two games he's had lead off home runs back to back his first two games playing here spring training so that's looking promising already to help turn around our offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously just adding Bradley Jr. to the outfield. We've got gold glove outfield. Yeah. So that's that's always nice to see. Doesn't hurt to have him in there. Yeah, I mean, like, it's almost like we're adding Lorenzo Kane back, too, mm-hmm. because he didn't really play last year. He kind of opted out. He did opt out. 
And like you mentioned, the Brewers outfield is pretty airtight at this point. You know, it's almost a surplus, good problem to have. They have Yelich and Wright, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr., Kane in center. Uh, or Garcia's in right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, and then there's, you know, Avisil Garcia just mm-hmm. in the picture as well, a yeah. very serviceable yep. player who could be a starter on a ton of teams. And it's looking like he's just going to get bumped given the, the circumstances. Mm-hmm. So... Colin Wong, you know, he's been second baseman. It's kind of one of those positions that's a little tough to fill with a good player just because all those up-the-middle infielders are usually at shortstop. But he's got a career OPS of 717. Um, You know, obviously last year was nearly – it was actually over 100 points lower than his 2019 season. He had a 675 OPS last year, but he did win a gold glove. So he actually won back-to-back gold gloves. So Mm -hmm. that's another good – emphasis on the defense the Brewers are adding to their infield uh, but really the last full season is how we're going to want to judge Colton Wong he had an OPS of 784 and he batted 285 so that's a good addition you know it's a, mm-hmm. exactly it's a really good addition and you look back at 2018 he had an OPS of 720 you look back at 2017 he had an OPS of 788 so really you average out those numbers. He's giving you an above average bat at, at second base, and he's also giving you back-to-back gold gloves. So I'm actually really excited about Colt Wong. All around, yeah. And he, uh, you know, he weakens the Cardinals by coming to us, and, and they're, <laughs> they're probably the main competition for the Brewers in the division. So that's really cool. And then we have Jackie Bradley Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, I think everyone is a little surprised to see him come to the Brewers. Uh, he, this guy was an all-star. He's also a gold glover, and he had – a bunch of really good offensive seasons in Boston. You know, a lot of years where his OPS was above 800. Uh, for those fans who don't know what OPS is, it's one of the most, in my opinion, accurate representations of how, um, you know, like a, a hitter performs in baseball. And every year, the league average is about 700, 710, 720, depending on the year. Uh, 2020 was probably way down. I have to check those numbers, but if a player can get you an OPS of 750, it means they're hitting above average in the right, league. Yeah. If they can get you something in 800, you know that's probably All Star level. 900 is a surefire All Star. Then if you can get a thousand, there's only like one or two or three guys in the league every year who do that, and those are the, the Yelichs, you know, the MVP season Harpers, mm-hmm. maybe the Arenados, yep. the Paul Goldschmidt's. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Cardinals have two of those guys. Uh, but I like Jackie Bradley, too. What are you excited about him for? Yeah, same thing you were kind of saying, kind of a later signing, kind of probably unexpected for a lot of us. So that was just, like you said, another strong addition that will help us in the long run, I think. Yeah, and if anything, it's a 162-game season. I think a lot of the players might have a little bit of an adjustment mm-hmm. back from the short season to the marathon. And the fact that the Brewers have these four starting outfielders, starting caliber outfielders, in addition to a lot of talent down on the farm. I mean, mm-hmm. you think about guys like Corey Ray. Um, you know, he's had a little bit of a, a roadblock in his time with the Brewers, a former top draft pick. But really, you might even expect one of these guys to get injured at some point, and then it's like a benefit to have all this right, depth. don't have to worry about it too much. Exactly. So we did have one key departure, Cammy. Who mm-hmm. did the Brewers lose? Ryan Braun. And how are you feeling about that? I'm not giving up on the hope that he's going to come back at some point, whether that be mid-season or next season, whatever it might be. I feel like he's not done with us yet. I feel like he's not done with baseball yet. Um, Just hearing what he has to say, he's not ready to throw in the towel. He's not ready to commit to retirement just yet. 
and if he would come back, I feel like his loyalty lies with us. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, it's yeah, it's upsetting that he's not here this season to start us off, but I have a feeling he'll be back. You know, I, I would just echo everything you just said. Uh, after talking to Corey Hart, something that I didn't really know back when Corey Hart was playing is that he was explaining um, that he didn't want to sign with Milwaukee at the end of his career because the fans perceived him as a starter, but his body was breaking down at the end of his career where he just couldn't give, you know, the 150 the games. performance, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And the perception would have been off then. You know, Corey Hart's sure. having a kind of a little bit of a, a bad end to his time in Milwaukee. And so he, he just decided to go uh, to Seattle and Pittsburgh to kind of, you know, ease out of his career and we'll always remember him as a as a one of the best Milwaukee mm-hmm. breweries over the years uh, but but I see something similar here with Ryan Braun you know he, he's definitely one of the most feared bats in the sport and it's no secret his body is you know I don't want to say breaking down but it, it kind of is it's getting older it happens yeah it's getting older and uh you know, he can the, still hit, though. The bat I, still yeah. plays. Yeah. Uh, the clubhouse leadership still plays. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm really excited. And I'm also really optimistic because he is kind of hinting rather strongly that there could be something in the future here right. with the Brewers. And, and I think that that might be the right approach. You know, you don't need to get Braun in there for, you know, 162 games. I, mean, I don't think we're looking for lights out anything. I think we just want to give him the proper send-off that he deserves and that the fans would want to give him in person rather than last year how we ended up a hundred percent i think that's the main thing ryan braun is one of the most beloved players in franchise history um you know one can make an argument that he's this generation's mr brewer i don't think anyone would really argue too hard with that and he's kind of like passing the torch to christian yelich sure yeah. the face of the franchise yeah. um but but really like you said that the exclamation mark here is the two things i see is send off mm-hmm. the kobe like send off yeah. rp kobe um but also the deadly pinch hit bat i would love to see him maybe join the squad at mid-season and really just give us an option at first base if Kessa needs Ooh, a day off okay and also you know a pinch hit bat mm-hmm. so i think um i think we haven't seen the last of him yet i really don't yeah okay i like that i like <laughs> we'll that we'll end it at that <laughs> um other news ed sheeter ed cedar a longtime brewers third base coach he's shifted into a new role um but really you know, it's kind of like last season was an outlier. Do you have any, like, overall conclusions about last season? Any thoughts? About Ed Cedar? Just, no, just like, just I think... As a whole? Yeah, kind of looking backwards. Um, I think we're ready for that to be to be done. I think we're ready to look at a new year. Mm-hmm. A, a fresh start for a lot of the guys, specifically offensively, like we were saying. Um, yeah, I think we're just... We're ready for a fresh start. I don't, I don't know how many people want to go back to, to last year. Last yeah, I think, I think that's almost like the best uh, scenario, um, the best way to describe it, too. It's just like, it's almost like if you have a bad week and, and you just like, okay, well, this is a new week, you mm-hmm. know? Yep. And it's, it's like you have, a, you have a bad day. It's like you go to bed and you wake up and it's a new day. Right. So it's like you have a frustrating season. Yeah. We got a brand new season. And, yeah, I, and, can't, I can't see any of the, well, maybe some, but the negative things from last season that doesn't necessarily mean at all that that's going to carry over to this season last season was so different for everybody mentally and in their personal lives and if they struggled last season i i think a fresh start is just exactly what they need and i i can't see anything bad carrying over i agree i also think there was just so much uncertainty last year uh christian yelich was talking about Mm -hmm. this just the um you know they were kind of waiting around to see what was happening because of the labor dispute and then 
it was like, okay, you got two weeks to go after already being in spring training and then mm-hmm. kind of having to hunger down. And then you got two weeks. And, and basically what I've heard from the inside is that uh, all the players kind of knew that the pitchers are going to dominate last year. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we saw guys like uh, Colin Yelich, or sorry, Christian Yelich, um, you know, hit back-to-back MVP caliber seasons. Then he hit low 200s last mm-hmm. year. And, and that wasn't even just him that was kind of a theme across baseball so so to bring it back home uh there's a lot more certainty this year you know the same amount of games looks like teams are going to be playing you know in front of some fans again mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh yeah you know just kind of a fresh start it, never underestimate what a fresh start can do so let's talk nl central landscape for a sec uh there's five teams you know we know them very well we've had rivalries with each of these teams uh you know the cardinals they're top of the NL Central. Nolan Arenado, big, big, big addition. I know that he had an astronomical salary. They made it work by, you know, including a lot of money in the deal, kind of spreading that out, making it affordable for the Cardinals because they're not exactly like a New York Yankees, L.A. Dodgers payroll type team. But the fact that they brought him in, I mean, he was a guy that any team would want. We would love to see him on the Brewers, but obviously not at $40 million a year. No. It's a little unrealistic. Wishful thinking a little bit. But, you know, a gold glove caliber third baseman who also hits an OPS of 900 to 1,000, I don't like seeing him go to the Cardinals. So, so really, it gives the Cardinals two elite players at the corners with uh, Paul Goldschmidt as well. The Reds, they're always competitive with Derek Johnson as a pitching coach. I'm still bummed that the Brewers let him walk a couple years ago. They, the Reds' ERA, team ERA, took a leap. Uh, Trevor Bauer, you know, won the side mm-hmm. young. Really, Derek Johnson's a pitching whisperer. Uh, the Cubs are talented, but they're kind of a wild card. They always seem to underperform, have their own issues. Like, I even saw today one of their prospects got busted with, like, 21 pounds of marijuana. Wow. And meth. I don't know if you heard about that. I didn't. Okay, that was, like, brand new news. Um, but, you know, there's certain things to watch with the Cubs as well. Chris Bryan, I think he's going to try and have a monster season as he looks to get paid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Javi Baez, he's an ultra-talented player, probably a top-10 player in the league. And then there's the Pirates. They're rebuilding. Um, I don't think we're going to have to worry too much about them. So, Cam, I'm going to ask you, where do you see the Brewers shaking out in this race? Well, going back like, to the Cardinals getting Arnado, I think, like we were saying before, the fact that they lost Wong, they got Arnado. So, I mean, there's, there's some pieces. A net positive, um, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some pieces that, you know, from last season that where teams did well, that we got some of those key players now that can, can help us to to end up higher up in the rankings um just like with, you said last year our pitching did so well I think that'll carry into this year I think that'll help us out I think our infield and outfield we, like we've added so many gold glovers I think that'll help us keep the runs down I think we'll do all right this year where do you predict we'll end up in the standings mm. I haven't given that any thought yet do you have a prediction for that I predict we're going to end up second. Really? Okay. I think we can either end up first or second. Who do you think would be first then? I think the Cardinals, if you give a 162-game sample size, I think they might, on paper, take it. Okay. The Brewers are one of those teams, though, that I can see them taking it because they always seem to overachieve. I mean, we have a tremendous... people's expectations. Yeah. Especially lately, the last few seasons. Like, they had a tremendous manager, Craig Council. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, yep. Bruce fans, keep an eye on. We might be, might be doing something special soon in terms of a giveaway. I just want to 
uh, tease that Hint-hint. just a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, I wasn't really thinking the, the Cardinals would win the division when they brought in Paul Goldschmidt, although I was horrified to see that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, you know, of all teams, Another he goes one? to the Cardinals. Yep. But then they brought in Nolan Arenado, and I did not like to see that <laughs> one bit. So I'm going to give them a little bit of respect. I'm going to say, as of right now, I think maybe they have a slight edge. I would say okay. 1A, 1B. I really don't see the Cubs winning this division. I don't either. I really don't. I think there's there's too much... Like you said, they're a wild card. Turmoil. Yeah. 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 I, I think two, the, this division is going to send two teams to the playoffs, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be uh, the Cardinals and the Brewers. Nice. Whether that's wild card, whether that's, um, you know... Uh, division champion that remains to be seen but if i had to rank the nl central right now mm-hmm. i would go cardinals brewers cubs reds and, and cubs and reds are you very cubs close the reds? yeah and, mm-hmm. and then and then there's because the reds almost always seem to underachieve right you know what i'm saying you expect more out of them and then the pirates too. obviously are going to be last yeah yeah they <laughs> well, know it too though We'll pencil that in. So, so that's that's going to be something fun to keep an eye on. It's always one of the best, uh, really the best um, divisions in baseball. So let's talk a little bit about spring training. You know, this isn't really something we should take too seriously. Don't take it to heart. But, yeah, Bruce But when fans, things are going good, you like to see that in spring training. Exactly. It's kind of like getting to know the personalities mm-hmm, a little bit. Like mm-hmm. the Brewers, one of the things that helps them overachieve and, and really just get more out of what they have always with their in terms of their payroll and the pieces that they have is the camaraderie and the chemistry. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that starts in spring training. And you can see it already. The guys are having a lot of fun. So that, that's my first takeaway. It's just great to see the team having fun back in Arizona. Mm-hmm. See guys like Freddie Peralta, you know, Josh Hader. They always do some yep. fun stuff. Shaw coming back, it seems like. Travis yep. Shaw, mm-hmm. yeah, yep. yeah, yep. Travis Shaw. I mean, the mayor of Ding Dong City, he had two really good years at the With Brewers. Us, he did. And let's hope he can rediscover that. He lost it for a little bit at one point, but he I do. Yeah, did. I'm. I'm hopeful that we know he can. He can produce runs. We know that he's a strong infielder. Kind of covered our, covered us at third base when we didn't know what we were gonna do there. So yeah, I'm happy he's back for sure. Yeah, he he originally came to the Brewers in that Tyler Thornburg deal, and I know we just That's tweeted right. that on Ike Brewers several times how the Brewers just dominated that deal because we also got Mauricio Dubon, who we mm-hmm. turned into uh, Drew Pomeranz. R.I.P. Drew Pomeranz mm-hmm. left us. Um, but, yeah, you know, that that was just, like, a really good trade for the Brewers. And Travis Shaw, I think it's really just, like, a low-risk, high-reward play. Um, you know, it's looking like he is on the team. You know, mm-hmm. they, they put him on the 40-man. Yep. He's going to get some chances at third base, and Council told him it's on him to produce. So we're going to hope that he does produce. Uh, right away, you know, some of these, I would say, early uh early good things in spring training jp fireisen like you mm-hmm. mentioned a little bit yep. before we came on he's got 11 strikeouts mm-hmm. in six and a third inning or two-thirds innings that's no f- hits though right no hits no runs no hits and no runs One actually walk. and he's got a 15 k9 ratio i would like to see him opening day i would me too yeah. me too so are a lot of Bruce fans uh, keep an eye on J.P. Fireisen for his fans. Corbin Burns, he's just mowing batters down. Mm-hmm. I mean, we he was one of those guys who, when they juiced the baseballs, or, or when they, uh, whatever, just made him go to the park way yeah. easier. I was following Corbin Burns throughout his entire status as a prospect, and this guy had elite mm-hmm. stuff. You know, he was yep. focused. He had the great makeup. He had multiple pitches. 
and he came and dominated out of the pen during the Brewers' 2018 mm-hmm. run to the NLCS. And then last, and then the, the year after, when they started juicing the baseballs, not, it was like so he just gave up yeah. a gazillion home runs, yeah. and I was like, "What happened?" With Ike Brewers, we kept advocating that this guy's got the stuff to succeed. You yeah. know, maybe and he proved it. He had proved it already. So. And then, sure enough, last year he came back with a vengeance. Yep. He went back, and now he's dominating. I think he was kind of battling Woody a little bit for starting on opening day. I yeah. do feel that. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he got. We know for game two he'll start. I think mm-hmm. that's well-deserved, for sure. I mean, and then there's guys like Freddie Peralta. He signed a very, very, very team-friendly extension. Mm-hmm. He's got 10 strikeouts in 11 possible outs. I mean, that is mind-boggling. I think he threw, he's got a slider in there now in his repertoire. There is, that is a 24.5 K-9 ratio. Yeah. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen a K-9 ratio that high with, like, over 10 strikeouts. So I don't think he's, he's not in his prime yet, either. He's he's young. I, right. He right. started off very young. Yeah. Bruce fans, keep an eye on Freddie Peralta, whether he ends up doing some long release, some starting, or, or out of the bullpen. The one thing I always tell Bruce fans to keep an eye on is the way he manipulates his fastball. Yeah. I'm not going to compare him to Mariano Rivera, but the good players are able to put movement on their pitches. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you saw the rise of the cutter um, a couple of years ago. Guys used to, you know, throw four-seam fastballs, but really MLB players can time those things no matter how fast they are. So you saw this big rise in cutters where these guys would take, you know, a, a, mile, a couple miles an hour off but add a bunch of movement, and they saw all this uh, success in terms of mm-hmm. pitchers. So Freddie Peralta is one of those guys who manipulates the fastball. Where do you see with him – being a starter versus out of the bullpen. You know, Freddie Peralta, the thing I don't um, think works in his favor as a starter is he's, unlike Corbin, unlike Woody, he kind of only has those couple, like right. two pitches. Right, that's why I mentioned that I think he kind of is working on his slider now, I saw. Yeah. Um, but he has had more success as a, as a reliever. I think he's kind of shown that. That doesn't mean he shouldn't get a chance, maybe get a shot at you know, being a starter, but he, I do feel like he's had more success out of the bullpen. Me too. And I think that's what the Brewers' secret weapon is. They have Hater, who can go multiple innings. I'm mm-hmm. very, very, very passionate about using Hater and really just challenging him in those multiple inning roles. I know a yeah. lot of Brewers fans, uh, sometimes the night Brewers would say, they you can't it, pitch him more than one inning. Make people nervous sometimes. He does. Well, it's like he's an elite reliever. You know, right. we just got to use our best right. players. And, and I don't think... There was this whole argument like you can't pitch Hater back-to-back nights. Council can't use him. He's not available. I'm old school in the sense where, hey, if I got to win a game, I'm going to win a game. I think unless his arm falls off, uh, Bruce, <laughs> says, you're going to have to let me know what you think. Maybe you disagree. Maybe you agree. But, but I see the same kind of role for Freddie Peralta. I want these multi-inning mm-hmm. relievers because, you know, it's kind of uh, – th- that MLB landscape is shifting a little bit where the same – traditional rules of, of you have a starter, you have a closer, you know, all these, yep. and you have the in-between. The meetings, yeah. It's kind of getting out the window as analytics yeah. creep more and more to the game. It's and, not as much of a rule following. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. so the Brewers are one of those teams, uh, the Brewers and the Rays especially, who really take all those liberties and do whatever they can to get a competitive mm-hmm. advantage. And that's kind of how I see Freddie Peralta's real shaking yeah. out. I would like to see the uh, council really just challenge his relievers to – I think they can go back-to-back mm-hmm. games. I think they can go two innings, you know? and yeah. it, Like, those two guys. I'm not saying every guy, but I'm saying those yeah. two guys. Speaking of relievers, Devin Williams makes his debut tonight. Devin National Williams. National reliever of the year last year. You know, he's a guy who 
Brewers drafted a while back mm-hmm. and took him a while to get through the minors, but he kept improving, kept improving, and now he's got this elite changeup. Yep. And that's just so fun to see because it's it's not quite Trevor Hoffman, but the movement on that thing is nuts. Unhittable. <laughs> he, he's got confidence on the mound mm-hmm. you know he, I think that's a big part of it he knows yeah, what he can do he's passionate mm-hmm. and, and I love seeing that like whenever he makes a big strike but I love seeing that passion yep. um and Angel Perdomo he's a guy who the last couple of years has had a pretty good spring training uh you know five innings eight strikeouts zero ERA a really 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 low whip 0.6 whip Josh Hader, he's he's got a strikeout a ratio <laughs> canine ratio of uh, 19.6 right now at the time of this recording, Adrian Hauser, I think he's going to be a very solid mm-hmm. middle rotation Same guy. Same with him. I can't, I, I, he, he does better as a reliever. He's a Mr. Reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would like to see him keep keep starting. Uh, Drew Rasmussen throws some gas. He's mm-hmm. fun to yep. watch. Uh, Aaron Ashby, young p- pitcher on the farm. He's a lefty. We, we tell Brewers fans to keep an eye out for this guy. Phil Bickford, he came over in that Will Smith deal a couple of years ago. Uh, ended up getting suspended, I think, you know, smoked marijuana or something. something. It wasn't really, like, the it biggest deal. It wasn't a huge deal, deal yeah, but, right, but it was something. But it set him back a bit. He's back, and he's got an ERA. Uh, it's in the ones right now, 1.93 after okay. recording this podcast. Brent Suter, another one of those long reliever guys. You, you, he's one of my favorites. You throw out there, and you're like, how the heck does he not get shelled? But he always just gets his outs. His timing. <laughs> I think yeah. batters don't even have a chance to get set, and all of a sudden he's in his rotation. It's yeah. He he's definitely one of the smarter players mm-hmm. in the big leagues, in my opinion. He's so smart. I'm always excited when he comes in. And savvy, uh, you know, the Brewers picked up Brett Anderson again. We mm-hmm. brought Jordan Zimmerman back. Brandon Woodruff mm-hmm. is going to start opening day. We know what he can do. You know, kind of got that ace stature. Um, Ethan Small, the Brewers' first round pick a couple years ago. He's another lefty. It's good to see him getting a feet wet in big league camp. And then, you know, let's transition to the uh, the batters a little bit. Really? We've already had more success than we saw last season, so it's already more promising that we're starting off getting a lot of runs on the board already. We've had a few games double digits. I know we've had multiple games with seven or more runs. We're just we we're love really to see offense. Well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, Bruce fans, I know you're going to love to see this. Christian Yelich. He's got an OPS of 1.236 in spring. You know, we know he's going to hit, but it's always good to see him rake. A mm-hmm. uh, couple things that are catching my eye. Mario Feliciano. This catcher is darn talented. Our another, catchers in general right now. Yeah. No, well. Another guy uh, down on the farm that we've, we've been kind of keeping an eye on, but he's getting closer and closer and closer. He's a really good defensive catcher, and if he can hit, um, you know, he also has a lot of pop as mm-hmm. well. So... He's kind of one of these unique players. If he can maybe stay, uh, you know, really just get in the lineup, I think he could help us. Manny mm-hmm. Pena, love having him behind the yeah. dish. Narvaez doing all right already. Narvaez, or Narvaez, excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, what do you think about Nottingham? Nottingham? Going on with him? You know, Nottingham came over in the Chris Davis deal a couple years ago as mm-hmm. kind of the centerpiece, uh, power hitting catcher. Very toolsy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know he's well a well-liked guy, and, and that kind of plays into the Brewers' chemistry. Right. So I'm optimistic about him. It's just like... I know he's coming in slower now off of his thumb <laughs> surgery, so he hasn't, you know, he's, he hasn't gotten any reps in, really, at spring training. It's kind of just interested in what they're going to do with him since Narvaez and 
And Pina already doing so well. Yeah, and I'm wondering if he has any options left. I'd he have to... doesn't have minor league options. Okay. You know? So he's, it's either he makes a 26 or... Oh. Uh, yeah. Or, or we got to risk losing him to another team. We do. Yeah. We do. I mean, he's one of these guys, maybe you try and keep him on the roster as a first baseman. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. 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 B- because he does have pop and like if you need a catcher in a pinch or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Brewers fans, this is crazy, but at the time of this recording this podcast, the Brewers have four catchers with an OPS of a thousand or higher in Isn't spring that training. Crazy? And we have six catchers with an OPS of 900 or higher. I mean, that is stat of the year. That's like, I don't think I've ever seen that in my entire Mm -hmm. life. I don't think I'm ever going to see that again in my entire life. The catchers are considered a defensive player. Yeah. Besides Grandall, he's the one that popped in my head. We lost him, obviously. But, I mean, he could hit. But other than that, you you know, that's not what you have catchers for. You don't necessarily expect them to be able to hit lights out like that. Definitely not. Uh, some early surprises. I'm really excited what I'm seeing from Garrett Mitchell, the Brewers' first round pick. Fire. And uh, Bryce Turing giving some hope on the farm mm-hmm. as well. The Brewers' farm system has been a little depleted in recent years. Mm-hmm. I think one of the themes, and as long as I can remember, is in covering the Brewers, is the Brewers' farm system is one of the most disrespected across the good major word. leagues. Yep. Like mm-hmm. even when we had some really good prospects, they would never give we us. We don't get our props. We don't. No, yeah. they, they <laughs> love giving like the Red Sox prospects really good sure. rankings. They love giving you know the Rays or even the mm-hmm. Yankees like. Yeah. Which of these guys have, you know, I mean, now they've had guys pan out, but really they've had bust alert on so many guys. Mm-hmm. And they, I just, every year when I look at the rankings, it's like, well, disrespect again, yep. you know. Yep. Um, Got something but, to prove, though. But yeah, Garrett Mitchell, I mean, the guy who slipped, you, you're talking about him as a potential number one overall pick, top mm-hmm. three pick. And, and then he slipped a little due to his diabetes, something that he's, he addressed right away. He's like, look, mm-hmm. I've been able to manage this. You know, and I think that's the main thing. Uh, obviously, yeah. he's years away, maybe a year or two away. Yeah, yeah. But... I think he's hitting 500 right now. I mean, it's... It's... It's something crazy like that. Yeah, he is hitting 500. He, exactly. He's right. at 18 at-bats. He's yeah. at 18 at-bats. He's got 13 total bases. Um, he's hit a homer. That's encouraging. You know, Christian Yelich, he's hit a homer. Uh, you, you like to see these guys, especially the younger guys hit those homers because usually their power is one of the last things to translate. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about Garrett Mitchell and Bryce Turing. You know, Bryce Turing especially, he might, you know, eventually take over uh, the shortstop position from sure. Marcia, mm-hmm. from Urias. Uh, but Garrett Mitchell kind of plays into the Brewers' surplus of outfielders. Like, either him, Corey Ray doesn't really have any trade value, but say the Brewers are in contention, say they need to bring mm-hmm. in someone. Need more depth, yep. I mean, I know teams are going to be calling about him. You know, I'm not saying we're going to trade him, but they're definitely going to be calling about him. Yeah, yeah. They're go- which is a good problem to have. Well, yeah, you, you want somebody like that on your team for sure. Yeah, you can say no. We can say no. So, so let me ask you this, Cammy. Mm-hmm. Keston Hero's transition to first base. Give me your yeah. thoughts. I think he's still a work in progress, but I'm confident in his abilities just as an infielder in general. Um, I noticed the other night when Burns was pitching, I think he missed a pickoff attempt and a couple scoops and, and you know, those kind of things that I think are going to come with more experience. But that's what spring training is for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and uh, Brewers fans know how great of a hitter Kesson Hara mm-hmm. is, but he was actually the top uh, bat in his draft class. But really, when he was drafted, the reason he slipped to the Brewers is because he had Tommy John surgery. So it was like, this guy's only really playable at second base. And, you know, for better or for worse, just keeping it real with Brewers fans out there, 
he was a little bit of a liability out there. You know, mm-hmm. you, you, when he first came up, he hit, you know, he always could hit the ball. He tore the cover off the ball and he carried us with his bat at mm-hmm. several ta- big important moments. But there was a lot of plays where either it was the range, it was the arm, and, and he's yeah. trying his best out there. He's a yeah. tremendous player. And we're, we're huge fans of Keston Hera. A lot but of heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ta- just a, exactly the kind of guy you'd want in your franchise. But uh, I like this move to first base. It was almost like, if not now, when? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and really, I think the team's better because of it. Because last year, we didn't really have a Solid. de facto first sure. baseman. That's one of those positions you need, like, a mainstay. Yeah. We had Aguilar a couple of years ago yep. that ended up giving us 100 RBIs. Mm-hmm. And we really missed that uh, when the team dropped off after that 2018 yep. dominating finish. I like Vogelbach there. Vogelbach. He, I, he's somebody else, so I don't know what's going to happen with him. Yeah. he's. Um, I hear a lot of chatter about him in terms of, you know, if things work out. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to see it work out. Yeah. Uh, but it's just one of those guys who I... You know, also inconsistent. Right. And and uh, I like the I think the Brewers are better because we we added a gold glover where we had a you know not a good yeah. like a defensive liability yep. and mm-hmm. then Keston Hera now we add a consistent bat at an area where we had inconsistency. I think between Urias and uh, Arcia, Arcia oh, and, sure. and, mm-hmm. and Shaw. Yep. Um, at at short and third, you know, hopefully some of those guys like mm-hmm. hit like if Arcia could. If you could just give us like a two eighty season, yeah. you know, man, we would he love that guy. He did good last season. That's somebody that I was hoping that would transition into this season because he's with all the inconsistency offensively last season. I think he was he actually did all right. Yeah, and well, he's a father now, and that changes people's mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember we uh, we ran into him at on deck, and that was when he was uh, you know his fiance, his wife was very pregnant, and now you know he's. They say having kids changes your, your life. Priorities does. Priorities yeah. exactly. Yeah. So so I think he's 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 just one of the most favorite players in the. Oh, he's Brewers so fun fans. to watch. He's, yeah. He reminds me of just some little league kid out there. He just has so much fun all the time. You can tell he does. And he's just so talented. Like right, he, he can do it. He can have fun and kind of goof around a bit, but still be locked in. I mean, his defense is unbelievable. Like we're, I'm thinking all the way back to Elcides Escobar, like kind of the player I compare Arcia to. Like mm-hmm. I I consider their defense just wizardry kind of similar to to each other but Arcia has more pop than Elcides Escobar ever had he's also got more swag than Elcides Escobar ever had although I gotta give Elcides credit he did win a world series so um, (laughs) props to him still yeah props to him respect to him but yeah absolutely respect but Orlando Arcia you know he'll he may not be the best hitter, but if he connects, he'll jack one 440 feet. Right. I was, I remember I was at the ballpark for his first home run ever, and it was an absolute crush, like 440, 450, no doubter. And that's from your shortstop. So right. it's like, if we could maybe clean up his swing just a tad, mm-hmm. just get him to hit like 260, 270 and do what he does at shortstop while also providing the, you know, the fiery swag and yep. confidence that he brings to the team. I would love nothing more to see that. Um, let me ask you this, Cammy. Christian Yelich. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody needs to tell Christian Yelich what his season was like last year. I think he is fully aware of the bounce back that he'll have this season, that he wants to have this season. He knows what he did. And I think it's going to be more of a, a mental obstacle more than, more than anything to, to get back into it this season. And I think already he has in spring training. You know, he's... Doesn't look real rusty. Looks like probably put in some work in the off season. Um, yeah, I think I think he'll be fine this season. And I know Council has said it on multiple occasions too that they are not worried about him whatsoever. 
No, I, I don't think any Brewers fan should be worried about Christian Yelich. Just one of the most beautiful swings in the sport. Uh, I, I think his swing looks a lot like Albert Pujols' Cardinals swing mm-hmm. path back in the day. Just like a super long time in the zone. He's got unbelievable power. Um, and really, uh, some inside intel Brewers fans, sources close to Christian Yelich tell me that uh, you know, he's actually pretty motivated to prove the doubters wrong this year. And, and so we can just... We can we can uh, be excited about that. You know, not only does do we have confidence in his beautiful swing and his five tool ability and his MVP caliber play, um, but he's going to be here for for a long time. And even though he did get his money, which he absolutely deserves every penny of, you know, he's fired up and ready to go. And and honestly, that's just what I like to see from a leader. You know, mm-hmm. baseball is not really one of those sports uh, as much as football, maybe as much as basketball, where it's like the rah-rah. Mm-hmm. But still, there is a place for that in every sport. Kind of yeah. like we were talking about Devin Williams on the mound, yep. getting a strikeout, you know, knocking a huge one out the park. And uh, just that much, it's going to be so sweet to prove the doubters wrong. And, and we're excited to watch uh, Christian Yelich have another good season. So now... We're going to transition to one of our favorite parts of the show, fan favorite part, our infamous Good Brewers, Bad Brewers segment. So in this part, we basically, uh, we love to keep it positive. Like, that's all we like to do. Um, you know, there's so much negativity out there that we, we make it a point to just strictly focus on the positive. But, but this is one of, of our favorite segments because it allows us to be objective and maybe just you know, bring up something the team or the, or the players could do better. There's always things to work on. Weaknesses aren't bad. There's exactly. Always, always stuff to work exactly. on. Exactly. So yeah. good brewers, bad brewers, you know, what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses? Cammy, I'm going to throw it to you right away. Give me some okay. good brewers. Uh, I like the way Avi Garcia is hitting right now. He was in a little bit of a slump last year, and already I think he's turning it around. So, that, yeah, I'm excited to see him continue to do that as we get closer to opening day. Yeah, I mean, Avi Garcia, when he was on the race, he had an incredible year uh, that prompted the Brewers to sign him as a, at a discount going into the 2020 season. And Brewers fans, do yourself a favor and search uh, Avi Garcia Rays and, like, look at a few of his home runs. He would smack those things 500 feet. Like, very few people have power like mm-hmm. Avisil Garcia. And, uh, you know, he's probably one of our – he's probably our fourth outfielder right now. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. So, so it's like – it's a, once again, it's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. That's some good brewers. Uh, mm-hmm. My good brewers, I got two. I'm going to say uh, I got three, actually. I got the outfield depth. Yep. We've hit that home. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got relief pitching and just homegrown pitchers in general. Uh, we've got relative continuity. I love, I love hearing that. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, the team is, is very similar to they are in years past. And that's just chemistry that uh, I think is going to bode well for the Brewers. A lot mm-hmm. of teams do a lot of shape-shifting. And chemistry is one of those things that you, as much data is in the sport right now, you can't really ever quantify chemistry. Yep. You know, I, I know in video games sometimes, they, like for example in uh, NBA or something, they, they would have those chemistry factors where certain players would play mm-hmm. – um, better with certain players they, they try to, in, in, try to integrate up, a yeah. chemistry aspect to that but mm-hmm. in real life they've yet to really figure that out mm-hmm. and that's just something the brewers have always used to their advantage so uh i'm excited about the homegrown pitches in general you know brandon woodruff corbin burns devin williams you got these guys down on the farm ethan small aaron ashby drew rasmussen coming up uh you know just making impacts 
uh, whether it's now, whether it's a year from now, whether it's multiple years from now. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of things to be optimistic about. But that being said, mm-hmm. we also got to do our bad brewers. We do. So give me something. Give me some bad brewers. Okay, so like we were saying before with Shaw, we I don't think we're taking a risk on him, but we, you know, we do know that in the past he hasn't produced as well as we know he can. Um, but the fact that we have him over at third now, uh, not, I guess I'm not really leaning towards a bad, but we're, we had got some more risky positions rather than weaknesses, I would say. We're taking a bit of a risk on him, a bit of a risk on Hira, just to see how he plays out over at first. Um, still got to figure out Arcia and, and Urias, what's going on over at short. They're mm-hmm. kind of battling it out for that position. Um, so I guess not weaknesses, but just some uncertainties still. Yeah, I would agree with that. My bad brewers is just like, you know, do we have enough offense on, on the infield, more specifically the left side of the infield? You know, I know we're going to be fine in the outfield, and if we're not, I'd be shocked. Mm-hmm. But you never know what happens in baseball. It's a mm-hmm. game where you fail seven times out of ten, you make the Hall of Fame. It's kind of funny like that. But uh, I don't know. I look at the left side of the infield. I, I really like our team this year. I like I like yeah. kind of how the things shake out, but really that's like the weak spot for me is like, are we going to be able to get enough offense from the mm-hmm. left side of the infield? Um, so yeah, that, that's kind of some good brews and some bad brews from me. And uh, just going to throw it out here, Cammy. you think Ryan Braun's coming back midsummer? I do. I just, that was a spur of the moment decision, but like we were saying before, I, I am very no, I'm confident in saying he's not done with baseball. He's not done with the Brewers. And rather than taking a year off and coming back for a send-off season next season, I do think we'd see him back mid-season this summer to, to give him the send-off he deserves. Brewers fans, I'm actually going to echo that sentiment. I think we are going to see Ryan Braun in a Brewers uniform once more. And boy, will that be amazing. So, so re- real quick before we wrap up, Cammy, give me one bold prediction for spring training, for the Brewers, for the season, whatever you feel like. Mm, I am confident about Arcia hitting. I know I said that a little bit before. We said that, you know, he's not always so consistent, but I saw something in him last season while everybody else was struggling. He stayed somewhat consistent. I, I just feel like he's going to have a, a decent hitting season. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, all, we all hope you're right. Um, my bold prediction, Brewers fans... You're going to have to let me know what you think of this, but I predict Brandon Woodruff and Corbin Burns will both finish in the top 10 in the Cy Young race. I think the competition aspect of those guys, like the friendly teammate competition and the sheer talent combined with the building off of last year's success... I think both of these guys are poised for big things when they can just settle in and start every fifth day and have a great defense behind them. I mean, our outfield is airtight. Mm-hmm. Manny Pena is darn good at throwing out base runners. Gold Glove, Colton Wong, Gold Glove caliber, uh, Orlando Arcia. I really, really, really like what that does to help our pitching yep, staff as a whole, mm-hmm. but... I think we do have just incredible talent. I mean, we've come so far, Brewers fans, from the years when we had, like, Dave Bush throwing 85 out there. You know, Chris Capuano throwing 85 out there. I mean, good luck winning some ballgames with that. But uh, we've got two flamethrowers. We've got multiple flamethrowers that not only have heat, but they have movement. They have stuff. They have 
you know control control mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to find the word for it but it's like brandon woodruff and corbin burns they go and like attack hitters mm-hmm. i think that's kind of the word i was looking for they mm-hmm. uh they attack hitters and and i'm excited to watch them uh have great seasons this year so that being said that wraps up this podcast uh, we want to thank cammy for coming on and joining us today cammy a lot, of, final, a lot final of fun thoughts? yeah yeah no a lot of fun excited for less than two weeks opening day can't come soon enough so, opening day is right mm-hmm. around the corner brewers fans i wanted to tell everyone to keep an eye on ike brewers there may or may not be an exciting giveaway in the future uh, my name is KJ said This has been the Ike Brewers Podcast. If you want to support the show, best way to do that is to tell another Brewers fan. Uh, we love when Brewers fans connect with each other, when they connect with us. Just It's, it's kind of like a tight-knit community. It's not really like you know the Yankees or, or maybe like the Cowboys where they're just a bunch of fans or like the Warriors. Is, there's maybe like a bunch of fake fans or bandwagon fans. It's like Brewers fans really... Die-hard Brewers fans. Are die-hard. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, you know, that's another way to support the show. Follow us on Twitter. You can connect with other Brewers fans there. Uh, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe. Tell your friends. All those things go a long way. So once again, my name is KJ said This is the Ike Brewers Podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, we're out.